Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, this is Karen Brown. Thanks for checking out the Mississippi Edition podcast. If you like what you hear, click subscribe, hit like, or leave us a comment if your app has that feature. Then find other MPB podcasts by searching MPB Think Radio on your favorite podcasting platform. Thanks. Good morning. It's 830 on Monday, November 18th. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, Mississippians on the Hill and on the street provide their thoughts on the impeachment hearings. Then, after Bite Size Tech, how a local hiring event is helping more Mississippians enter the workforce. That's all coming up. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. hearings began last week in the House Intelligence Committee, and members from both sides of the aisle are beginning to consider the evidence. MPB's Michael Guidry spoke with Representative Stephen Palazzo of Mississippi's 4th Congressional District about the proceedings that he considers a sham. Yeah, it's pretty easy. I mean, if anybody's read the transcript that the president made public, which I don't believe the Democrats ever thought he was going to do, um, it's crystal clear that there was no quid pro quo. And this is just, to me, um, a political theater that's playing out in front of the, the American people. Uh, but the good news is I don't think they're, 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 they're you know, taking the hook, uh, line and sinker on this one. And they're realizing that, okay, well, if this is, so, you know, if you got such damning proof of, you know, an impeachable offense, you know, what, what is it? And if it is, why can't we bring our own witnesses? Why can't we bring people that were actually on the phone call to come testify, not all this second, third-hand information from people that weren't even in the room um, that I believe are politically biased. Uh, you know, your 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 deep state up here, these bureaucrats. You mentioned um, wanting people that were on the call to appear for hearings. One such person, if I believe, is Chief of Staff Mulvaney. That testimony has been blocked by White House. Is that something you would support? Would you support his appearance in the House? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I support anybody that has that can shed truth and, and light to the situation. Uh, now, does the president have certain um, rights to privacy, especially with uh, his his chief of staff, who who may not um, be the the best person to be there? But if there's other people, other witnesses. You know, that's really up to the the president. That's really up to um, the the intelligence committee chairman. Which, by the way, committees I do not serve on. I serve on the Appropriations Committee. But just from being on the outside, um, I, you know, anybody that's going to be able to shed light and, and again, transparency on, on what took place. But you got to ask yourself. It's like you see this transcript. What, 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 what do we need further testimony for? You referenced the transcript, sir. Um, when that was released, it was made pretty evident on the release itself that it was, in fact, a memorandum and wasn't exactly a verbatim 
and complete transcript. Would you support the complete transcript being made available to members of the House? Well, I'm unaware of that. I think what what took place was the complete transcript, but I'll definitely check check on that. I mean, if we're not basing our thoughts and processes off a, a complete transcript, then you know, I'm 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 willing to say, hey, you know, let's let's if if this isn't the exact accounting of what took place, you know, then show it to us. The proceedings have started. Uh, I mean, I know you are busy with other committee assignments and other committee responsibilities. Uh, based on what you have been able to at least either watch firsthand or get recaps of, now, what is your response to the testimony we have heard so far? You know, that, that's interesting. You mentioned something about being busy with other committees and other things, and, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. We've got so much stuff to do and not a lot of time to do it. And this political theater is, is what's consuming all the oxygen in Washington, D.C., and probably the world. And the world's watching us. And to answer your question, I didn't hear much difference. Again, second and third account information. But to me, you know, based on what we've seen and what we've heard, you know, this was ran undercover behind closed doors for weeks. And so the Dems are trying to put a little lipstick on this and try to say that they're transparent. To clarify something, are you contending that none of the representatives from the Republican Party that were on three of the three committees conducting those closed-door depositions, are you contending that they were not a part of the process? No, they, look, they were, part of the, they were part of the process, but they were uh, excluded from the process. So, no, it's just, yeah, they, 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 they were uh, there, but they didn't play. I mean, they were benched. They were sidelined by Adam Schiff and his phony rules, his made-up rules of being chairman. Well, regarding the rules that you mentioned, your your, your colleagues on the other side of the aisle, uh, they, they might argue that, hey, look, these are the rules that were put in place, signed by Speaker Boehner prior to the Benghazi hearings. What is your response to that? I mean, they're not being honest to, to themselves. They're not being honest to the American people. The Dems had the right to call witnesses. We did not. We have not had any rights to call witnesses. They, they control the questioning or, or how we are questioning. Um, this, this is... Adam Schiff being judge, uh, juror, and executioner. It's clear um, in this conversation and from you know other statements that you've made that you have taken a firm and fast stand against the legitimacy of these proceedings. How does that affect your ability to examine the evidence that is actually offered up throughout these proceedings and and weigh it and discern it with a neutral perspective? Well, f- well, first of all, it's got to be solid and concrete evidence, right? It can't be something that's doctored, something that's uh, secondhand, thirdhand. Um, it's 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 got to it's got to be you know a silver bullet type, uh, you know, test you know uh, whatever document that's presented. But you know, I'm here to represent Mississippi's fourth congressional district. I swore an oath to uphold the Constitution. So at the end of the day, I'm I've swore an oath to do what is right, and I, I plan on doing that. Do you believe there's any reason to believe that the president has committed any activity that is worthy of an impeachment inquiry? Nah, you know, not not from the transcript, not not from reading the transcript, not from seeing what I'm doing. You know, you have a president that's trying to you know track down corruption in a foreign government. But no, I, I haven't I haven't seen anything. I mean, I, obviously, we don't. Many people don't like the the, the way this sometimes is messaged. Uh, but I'm just look. Let's let's get open the doors. Allow us to call our witnesses. Allow people to come testify in front of the American people and let them make a decision. But just be honest, and that's the that's the biggest hurdle that I've noticed um, with with my colleagues on the other side. 
Uh, and but you know, let's just present everything to the American people, and then we will make a, a, a hopefully a factual and the right judgment when the time comes. Representative Palazzo, thank you so much for your time. My, my pleasure. Mississippi voters are also talking about the historic public hearings. Charles Kennedy of Corinth and Polly Anna Brown of Tupelo believe the president is being treated unfairly. They recently spoke with MPB's Desiree Frazier in Tupelo while attending the president's rally. I think the Democrats need to get off their uh, little podium and start uh, helping the Republicans govern the country instead of worrying about impeaching the president. I don't think we tried to impeach Obama, did we? And I never seen a birth certificate, did you? What about uh, the issue of asking a foreign government leader to uh, help investigate a political rival? I, I, I see nothing wrong with that. I mean, if he did something wrong, let's get it down on the table. Uh, I see no evidence where, in fact, the phone call was even documented. It's out there where you can see it. So where was the problem? I think that if the Democrats would spend as much time helping the American people as they do trying to get rid of Trump, the nation would be a better place. Does it concern you at all that he called a foreign leader to ask for help in investigating U.S. citizens? It might, if I knew that that was the truth. Jackson resident John Byrd supports the impeachment inquiry. Here he is with MPB's Desiree Frazier. Uh, right now, it's a question of extortion. You can't call another country and use or hail back funds that's already allocated through Congress and, and uh, lay a favoritism trying to get dirt on your opponent. He said it was a perfect call. It's a perfect call because he does not understand and have not read the Constitution. One of the laws is that you cannot extort anyone, especially another country, for personal or political gains. Republicans are saying he's being set up, that maybe he did make a state mistake in this instance, but it's not an impeachable offense. Okay, saying, in other words, what those who should have studied the law and, and imposed the law saying that the Constitution doesn't matter. So they're taking favoritism over someone who blatantly admitted to breaking the law in favor of a political party, as opposed to the Constitution and the state and the country that it represents. Do you think he should be impeached? Right now, the impeachment has to make sure that the Congress, the Senate and congressmen vote to remove him on any offenses he broke. Currently, he broke the law. If any of the common citizens break the law, especially with extortion, we will get penalized even worse, get put in jail. So the question is not whether or not he should get impeached or whether did he break the law and what's the penalty for breaking the law. So do you think he, they, he should be removed from office? He should be removed. If anyone else in, would have been, been removed, you can't break the law in favor of a party. You definitely can't break the law in favor of trying to protect someone who blatantly does not have any constitutional wherefore to even understand what laws he broke. Coming up after bite-sized tech, a new workforce development is helping Mississippians find employment. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Disney Plus debuts better than even their expectations. Roku is trying to slap a remote onto your wrist. And the Motorola Razor has made its triumphant return, and it's foldable. I'm Jay White, and here is this week's Bite Size Tech. 
The iconic Motorola Razor has returned to the mobile scene and in a big way. The new Razor has a similar design and shape to the cell device that dominated the mobile phone marketplace 13 years ago. However, the new Razor is no relic. This is the first phone that looks to have reliably established themselves in the foldable phone race. The main foldable screen is a 6.2-inch display with a 2.7-inch selfie display on the front of the phone to take selfies while closed. The phone features a 16-megapixel camera to shoot photos and a 5-megapixel camera on the inside of the phone to shoot selfies while the phone is open. The Razer features a Snapdragon 710 processor. By comparison, the Samsung Galaxy S10 has a Snapdragon 855, so a significant step backward there. And the Razer features 6 gigs of RAM, which is more than the iPhone 11's 4 gigs, but less than the Galaxy S10's 8 gigs running the same Android operating system. And it also features a fingerprint scanner. Overall, the processing specs are a step backward from the North American industry standards, but the gimmick here is that it is a legit working, sturdy, foldable screen phone, something Samsung has been flailing and fumbling about with for several years now. Unfortunately for Motorola, the phone will miss the market during the 2019 holiday season. It will debut in January of 2020 for a tidy $1,499. You're going to be able to control your Roku from your wrist. The leaders of the streaming hardware industry take another huge step forward in lapping the competition with the announcement of the Roku Apple Watch app. TechCrunch.com describes the app as robust when considering the amount of features Roku has ported over from their mobile phone app when considering the limited space provided by the face of a watch. The app will allow you to play and pause. It'll have a home button and a select button, amongst others, and an intuitive way to launch your list of favorite channels. Maybe the most impressive functions are a voice-activated control, which will allow you to hit a voice command, and again, this is from your watch, and say, launch Netflix or search documentaries. Truly fascinating control of your TV view from your wrist and most likely a sign of the future direction of media apps on smartwatches, which will be a huge win for consumers when companies like YouTube and several different streaming services catch up to the trendsetters. The app will have a remote finding feature, which will pulse an audible chime to your Roku remote wherever your kids may have left it. Finally, Disney Plus may only be a few days old, but the service charged through the expectations of even the Walt Disney Company in the first 24 hours of operation. Industry reports estimated that a week before launch, Disney Plus had somewhere in the neighborhood of 2 million pre-subscribers of the product. By Tuesday of last week, the service had racked up more than 10 million subscribers. The numbers could pull back due to a seven-day trial membership offer, but on the other hand, the $6.99 monthly rate being nearly half of the Netflix price tag of $12.99 a month is a huge win. For that $12.99 price tag, you can bundle Disney's offerings with Netflix's main rival Hulu and basically every sports thing on earth with ESPN+. That's an extremely difficult trio to beat for the same price. While the initial surge of interest blew past Disney's expectations, the rush of subscribers did cause some glitches with as many as 10,000 subscribers having issues logging on. The problems were mostly fixed within the first 24 hours. The first day success of Disney Plus drove the Disney stock to an all time high of $148.72 a share. For more tech news, fixes, insight, and more, listen to MPB's Everyday Tech. The show is on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and the MPB Public Media app, which is free in the iTunes and Google Play stores. And the show airs live Wednesdays at 10 a.m. right here on MPB Think Radio. Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. 
When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car tag. We'll see you on the road. Hey there, it's Joshua Johnson from 1A. People have lots of stories about their cars. That long summer road trip, the first hand-me-down, the first car you bought on your own. But cars can generate other kinds of stories, like the stories you hear on this station. You can donate your old car. Here's how. Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio. Mississippi is our mission. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. After a long, steady decline that started in 2012, Mississippi's unemployment rate is rising again. It's now the highest it has been in nearly three years. To help combat this growing trend, a workforce development program at MPB is hosting a hiring event that will feature over 40 potential employers. MPB's Sharon Person sat down with our Ezra Wall to discuss Mississippi's workplace needs. What have you seen as you kind of look at unemployment in Mississippi and the needs of the the workforce? Well, what we're seeing is more enrollment in programs in the community college level that really aligns with the workforce needs in Mississippi today. So you don't necessarily need a four-year degree to get a job that pays well in Mississippi. There are plenty of non-degrees, trade schools. There's lots of other programs that you can get enrolled in that doesn't take as long as two years, and those pay really well, and those are throughout the state. So somebody might be thinking that that you know forty fifty even eighty thousand dollar job requires a, a four year degree even a master's degree something like that but but it could be a, a, like a blue collar situation where they get a little bit of extra training right. and then they're qualified to step up into the next opportunity absolutely and these aren't just um, you you go through a program and you get this one job these are career pathways. So these are things that you can build on and continue to grow and get into even higher paying jobs. Talk about some of the efforts that you've been involved in. Over, the, We're part of a program here at MPB called American Graduate. It's a nationwide program. But, uh, but MPB has been doing it for a couple of years, and this year's focus has been on workforce development. Talk about some of the efforts that you've been involved in. So what we've been able to do with this initiative is to travel the state interview our community college partners, and really find out what jobs are in need in Mississippi. And so we interviewed the students. We interviewed the employers that are hiring these students as well as the instructors. So those videos can be found on our website at gettingtowork.mpbonline.org. We've also um, gone to many career fairs. We work with students and counselors throughout the state to really kind of give them the information they need so that students can make better informed decisions on career paths. Some people might not be familiar with the term soft skills. When you're talking about soft skills, uh, it, it's it's not like the certification that allows you to do what your profession is, but it's some of those other workplace things that that maybe 
don't get the focus during a training program. What are some of the soft skills that people need to upgrade if they're looking to advance in their careers? Soft skills are hugely important when you're trying to get a job, when you are in a job. Um, the ones we've heard the most about include working in team environments. Um, a lot of what you may do may be with teammates. It may not just be by yourself. Um, definitely dress code in the workplace. A lot of people don't know what to wear, what's appropriate to wear to the job. And it's okay to find out. You can ask that question. Don't just guess. And, and it's different in every workplace. It's absolutely different in every workplace. And, it, and it's, it's okay to ask. And that's what people are kind of afraid to do. And that, come, that brings in your communication skills, um, interpersonal skills, um, time management. If, if we, if, Ezra, you can't be late to work. You have a show to put on. So you have to have great time management skills to make sure you get to where you need to be. You allot the right amount of time to do what you need to do. And so that's a big um, issue that we heard through a lot of the employers. And then um, just how to problem-solving skills. So a lot of what we have encountered is they don't know how to solve problems, um, and it's not just students. And so that's a skill that people need to learn, and that needs to be developed. So in addition to the great information that's uh, at gettingtowork.mpbonline.org, uh, you're having a hiring event this week on Wednesday. Talk about that. We are so excited to host our very first hiring event. Uh, we have 42 vendors that will be here, and they will be in our education space. We have a lot of um, really great vendors coming, and um, not just employers that are actually hiring, but we also have some program enrollment. Uh, so if you're looking to get enrolled in a community college or an online degree program, those um, things will be available that day as well. And um, we have resources for our veterans if you need support, if you need assistance with your resume. All of those um, resources will, will be available on Wednesday. What kind of employers, what kind of industries are going to be represented at the hiring event? We have all different sectors, but we specifically focused on the five key industry sectors that we did focus on through our American graduate work. And those sectors include manufacturing, logistics, IT, healthcare, and uh, health. If people want to come to the hiring event, uh, I know I know some people have pre-registered. Quite a number of people have pre-registered. Yes. Number one, how can they pre-register? And number two, if they haven't done that, can they just show up? You can absolutely just show up. Absolutely. We have a um, link that you can register on. You can visit our website at gettingtowork.mpbonline.org, and there is a ad at the very top of the page. So click on that ad, and it'll bring you right to the screen where you need to register. And uh, that's happening Wednesday right here at uh, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Sharon Person is the Director of Community Engagement here at MPB. Sharon, thanks so much. Thanks, Ezra. Stay tuned to MPB Think Radio for a full slate of Mississippi-based programs all morning long. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it's Deep South Dining. Then at 10, it's Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey. And at 11, stay tuned for Southern Remedy. Find past episodes of this and other Think Radio programs online by visiting mpbonline.org. I'm Karen Brown. Join us again tomorrow morning, or excuse me, Join us tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday for NPR's special coverage of the House impeachment inquiry. And join us again Friday morning at 8.30 for the next Mississippi edition, only on MPB Think Radio.
Hey there, it's Joshua Johnson from 1A. People have lots of stories about their cars. That long summer road trip, the first hand-me-down, the first car you bought on your own. But cars can generate other kinds of stories, like the stories you hear on this station. You can donate your old car. Here's how. Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.org. Thanks for listening to the Mississippi Edition podcast from MPB News and MPB Think Radio. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. And if your app lets you, leave a comment or review. We really do appreciate it. Remember, you can always get in touch with MPB News on Facebook and Twitter. And fresh episodes of the podcast are posted every weekday morning. I'm Karen Brown. Thanks for listening. This is Mississippi Edition from MPB Think Radio.